Section 23 of Anthropology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anthropology. Book 1 by Immanuel Kant. Translated by Adolf Ernst Kroger. Section 23. Concerning the Diseases of the Mind and Delirious Raving. 48. Concerning the Diseases of the Mind. The foremost division is, as has already been observed, that into crotchetedness, crickets, or hypochondria, and a perturbed mind, or mania. The German word for the former disease, grillen, crickets, is derived from the analogy in listening to the chirping sound of a cricket in the stillness of the night which disturbs that repose of the mind necessary to induce sleep the english crotchet does exactly the same mischief translator's note now the disease of the hypochondriac consists in this that certain bodily sensations do not so much indicate a really existing disease in the body as rather merely excite apprehension of its existence and human nature is so constituted a trait which the animal lacks that it is able to strengthen or make permanent local impressions simply by paying attention to them whereas an abstraction whether produced on purpose or by other diverting occupations lessens those impressions or even effaces them altogether author's footnote i have noted in another work of mine that by turning away our attention from certain painful sensations and directing it upon any other object arbitrarily taken hold of by our thoughts we can defend ourselves against them so far as they cannot break out into disease End of author's footnote. in this manner hypochondria becomes the cause of our imagining ourselves inflicted by certain bodily diseases and though the patient knows that they are merely imaginary he yet cannot refrain from regarding them at times as something real and vice versa a real bodily ailment such as oppressiveness after having partaken of distending food produces often imaginations of diverse external events and business cares that vanish immediately when completed digestion has dispersed the distension the hypochondriac is a cricket-catcher a fantist of the most miserable description he is obstinate in opposing all attempts to disprove his imaginary ailments and always clings to the doctor who has a wretched time with him and cannot quiet him otherwise than as a child by giving him bread-crumb pills instead of medicine and if such a patient who from being everlastingly sickly can never become really sick looks to medical works for advice he grows altogether insupportable believing as he does that all the diseases of which he reads in the books are to be found in his body one of the symptoms of this disease of the imagination is the uncommon jollity the lively wit and the cheerful laughter to which the patient has often to give way being thus the ever-changing play of his whims a childishly anxious fear of the thought of death feeds this disease 
whoever cannot look beyond that death thought with manly courage will never truly enjoy life the condition of mind still on this side of a perturbed mind is the sudden change of moods raptus an unexpected transition from one theme to another entirely different theme which no one looked for sometimes it precedes that perturbation which it announces but often the mind is already so awry that these seizures of rulelessness become its rule suicide is often merely the effect of a raptus for the man who cuts his throat in the violence of his excitement allows the doctor very patiently to sew it together again profound pondering melancholia may also be a mere imagination of misery which the darkly pondering self-tormentor creates for himself though in itself it is not mental perturbation it can easily become such it is however a very misplaced though often used expression to speak of a profoundly pondering mathematician for instance professor hausen when the idea desired to be conveyed is that of one profoundly thinking forty nine the delirious raving delirium of a waking person in a feverish condition is a bodily disease and needs medical treatment only those persons on whom the physician perceives no such symptoms of disease are called insane the word perturbed being but a milder expression hence if someone has purposely caused a disaster and it is questionable whether he is at all or in what degree he is to be blamed for it whether or not he was insane at the time of the commission of the deed the court should not refer him to the medical faculty the court itself being incompetent to decide upon such a case but to the philosophical faculty on this ground the question whether the accused in the commission of his deed was in possession of all the faculties of his understanding and judgment is altogether of a psychological nature and although bodily crankiness of the soul organs may be occasionally the cause of an unnatural violation of the sense of duty which inhabits every man still doctors and physiologists are not yet so far advanced as to be able to look so deeply into the machinery of man's bodily organization that they can explain from it its application to so cruel an act or without an anatomy of the body foresee it hence medical jurisprudence medicina forensis when the question arises whether the act of the accused was one of insanity or committed in sound mind and upon deliberate intention is an interference with matters foreign to the science of law matters of which the judge understands nothing and which at any rate he should as not belonging to his own form turn over to another faculty arthur's footnote thus for instance a certain judge having on trial a woman who had been condemned to prison and on that account had in sheer despair killed her child declared her insane and hence exempt from the death punishment beginning of judge's quote for argued he a person who draws true conclusions from false premises is insane 
now that woman has made it her principle of action that penitentiary punishment is an ineradicable dishonor worse than death which principle is surely wrong and from this premise she concluded that she would do something to deserve the death penalty hence she was insane and consequently exempt from the death penalty End of judge's quote but on the basis of such an argument it would be easy to declare all criminals insane persons we might properly enough pity and cure but should never punish End of author's footnote. 50. it is difficult to apply a systematic division of subjects into that which is essentially and incurably disordered besides there is little use in spending one's time on it since the strength of the person cannot assist in the cure as it can in the cure of bodily diseases it is only the use of the person's own mental powers that can accomplish the object desired and all curative methods must necessarily be fruitless nevertheless the science of anthropology though in this respect it can be pragmatical only in an indirect way that is to say can only insist on negatives demands that we should attempt at least a general sketch of this deepest though in its own nature founded degradation of mankind we can divide insanity in general into tumultuous methodic and systematic insanity One craziness amentia is the incapacity to put our representations even into that connection which is necessary for the mere possibility of experience in the insane asylum the female sex is by reason of its talkativeness especially subject to this disease that is to intersperse with their narration so many productions of their lively imagination that nobody can understand what they really wish to say this first class of insanity is tumultuous two madness dementia is that perturbation or disorder of the mind wherein everything which the mad person says though it be conformable to the formal laws of thinking necessary for the possibility of experience is nevertheless the product of purely self-made representations but by a falsely poetizing power of imagination considers the latter to be actual perceptions to this class of mad people belong those who imagine that they have everywhere enemies who watch the features words and other indifferent actions of others and believe them to be intended for themselves and to be traps set for themselves often these persons in their unfortunate craze are so sharp-witted in the interpretation of that which other people do unconcernedly that we would be forced to pay all possible honor to their mental acuteness if we could only trust to the truth of their data i have never seen an instance of a cure affected on a person so diseased for the disease is a peculiar disposition to rave rationally nevertheless they must not be counted as belonging to the hospital insane for being anxious only for their own safety without putting others into danger they need not to be locked up for the sake of public security 
this second class of insanity is methodical three insanity insania is a disordered or perturbed power of judgment whereby the mind is kept in suspense by analogies which are confounded with the conception of things similar to each other and whereby the power of imagination causes a play of the connection of dissimilar things like unto that of the understanding as the real universal under which the latter representations were subsumed the thus mentally diseased are usually very jolly rave absurdly and please themselves in the enjoyment of so extensive a relation of conceptions which in their opinion rhyme together an insane person of this description is beyond cure since he like posy in general is creative and by reason of manifoldness entertaining this third class of insanity though methodical is only fragmentary four crankiness visania is the disease of a perturbed reason the mentally diseased patient flies beyond the whole ladder of experience and searches after principles which may be utterly beyond the test of experience and believes that thus he comprehends the incomprehensible he is able to grasp the invention of how to square a circle he has full hold of the perpetuum mobile he can lay open the supernatural forces of nature and realize the mystery of the trinity he is the quietest of all hospital patients and is by reason of his in itself secluded speculation farthest removed from madness seeing that in his complete self-sufficiency he overlooks all the difficulties of investigation this fourth class of insanity might be called systematical for this reason there is in this latter class of mental aberration not only disorder and divergence from the rule of the use of reason but also positive unreason that is another rule an entirely different standpoint which the mind is called to occupy and from which it looks upon all things differently finds itself carried away from the sensorium commune which is requisite for the unity of the life of the animal into a far remote place hence the word vericun craziness which signifies to be pushed out of one place into another entirely different place even as a hilly landscape when sketched from a bird's point of view occasions a judgment quite different from that which you would pass when viewing it from the level true the soul does not find or see itself in another place for the soul cannot perceive itself in its place in space since otherwise it would be able to contemplate itself as an object of its external sense whereas it can be to itself an object only of the internal sense but we thus explain as well as we can the so-called craziness but it is remarkable that the forces of a disordered mind thus frame themselves into systematic order and that nature tries to bring a connecting link even into unreason 
in order that the thinking faculty may not remain unoccupied if not objectively for a true cognition of things at least subjectively for the purposes of animal life on the other hand an attempt to observe oneself in a condition produced voluntarily by physical means which approaches that of insanity in order thereby to arrive at a better understanding of the involuntary evidences reason enough to investigate the causes of the phenomenon but it is dangerous to make experiments with the mind and to cause it to become diseased to a certain degree in order to observe it and investigate its nature by the phenomena which may there be found thus helmont says that after having taken a certain dose of napple a poisonous root he felt as if he thought in his stomach another physician gradually increased his dose of camphor until it seemed to him as if all things on the street were in a state of great confusion many people have experimented with opium to such an extent that they finally felt their minds weaken whenever they neglected to use this stimulant of their brain an artificially produced state of insanity may very easily become a true one end of section twenty three